Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. All right. Welcome back to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. We're here with head of performance at Tier 11, Kobe Topaz. So when we come back, we're going to go through some of the numbers a bit and analyze how Kobe was able to troubleshoot this. And now he spied a new opportunity with this lower CPA that our customer had never even thought about. So we're going to get into that right after this break. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. And I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So talk to me about, let's review sort of where they started and then where they ended up and through non-advertising means through analysis and a spreadsheet that you created we've all of a sudden found there's all these opportunities that they can now go after so they started back in it was september of last year i recall yes september mid-september last year correct yeah the the big metric that they really want to measure is booked calls. Like you were doing webinar registration, you were doing lead magnets, which is great. But what they really cared about was the action after that first step. And so cost per book call was 300s, right? Yeah, almost 300. Yeah. So the first month it was 200, 290. The second month it got even worse. It was 337. The third month we were able to improve it, but also it's 
the CPC increase, the CTR dropped. So even the third month wasn't a good month at all. We started seeing a significant change right around December. But this was when we actually started drill down, drilling down and looking at their conversion rates and just trying to, to think outside the box. Sometimes when, we, when the client has specific funnels or when you get a client, you're kind of, sometimes you're attached to what they're currently running and you're not thinking outside the box. And you're not also challenging the client to think differently. And that's the thing. The minute we started challenging the client to think differently and tested other stuff, that's what helped completely skyrocket this account. I actually, when I made this switch, I didn't even tell them that. Like I just started the split test and then we saw the drop in CPA and then we're like, what happened? Oh, I did this and this. And then we started scanning the hell out of it. Oh, so you went to the level two, level three ads to direct book to call without even telling them. Yeah, I already saw the ads that are working. I took them and just launched them on level one. And I say, okay, let's see what happens. And then the next day, the CPA dropped significantly and they were all happy with it. And then I told them what I did. Then we started rolling with it. Yeah, I had a, a small test. You know, I mean, we've got that liberty yeah. to be able to do it. Well, I mean, why not? But I mean, the first three or four weeks, it's not like we weren't trying stuff. Like we were trying, like I know we did the creative lab, which is sort of this deep dive research on their avatars and all this messaging stuff and all these things that came out, which is typical for us. But it, I assume we did all that. But then that just for whatever reason, it just didn't resonate because the front end offer didn't get them really where they wanted to be. They ultimately wanted hey, you have this X is a problem, we have this Y solution, boom, go book a call and we'll see if we can figure it out and get you a solution. Yeah, yeah. when we onboarded them, we started doing the deep dive research. We started coming up with different avatars, different hooks per avatar. We did interest research on Facebook, trying to figure out which interest groups could work well for them. We also just looked at their competitors and overall in the industry, what kind of messaging is working there. And then we started building out all the campaigns with all the different messaging and the different audiences. We cycled through and we did the same thing for the both funnels. So we cycled through a lot of different ads, copy variations, audiences, everything. Like we really did a lot of stuff during those four months. And then we we, we, we took just a step back and thought, okay, we did all of this. Right now it's not working. They have these two funnels that send people to book a call can't we just skip all those tests? That's something that we didn't test. So, you know, you have a list of, I tested this, I tested that angle, I tested this audience, I tested this structure, I tested that, I tested this tactic. None of them really worked. Then, okay, okay, what else I didn't test? Well, I didn't test a shorter funnel, right? more to the point funnel. Okay, let's do that. And bam, uh, overnight. it worked. Overnight, right. And this is, this is uh, I would say, a typical sequence. I mean, it, it might take a little bit less, but it's like two to three months. I mean, it does take time to figure all this stuff out because the obvious or the, you know, the lever that we tend to push front end is just get better front end messaging. And a lot of times that works and it's a, t it's a, t you know, it's a time tested methodology that in most cases it's the messaging is, is there's some sort of dissonant messaging with the audience and maybe your targeting is off. Maybe your messaging is off. Maybe you don't have the right avatar. So it's it's a logical sequence of event. All the while, you're gaining and you're gathering data on stuff that's maybe not on the front end ads. It's a little bit more deeper in the funnel. 
And that's when you start making these changes sort of on a hunch, which is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. And then once we saw these specific ad copy that's working specific type of images, then we just, and videos, we started to iterate every, every day. We tested different copy variations. We tweaked the videos. So we used the same testimonials, but with different order, or we used completely different testimonials. We tweaked the different copy variations. Now, actually, with everything that's happening in the world, uh, one of our awesome media brands who's running this account at the moment is going to test ad copy that's relevant to the recession, but with the structure that's already working. So just tweak it accordingly. So you test, you see what's working, and then you learn from it. Sometimes it takes a month or two. Sometimes it takes four months, but it is what it is. You test and you learn from it. That's how we have to look at it. Yeah, for sure. So what happened next? You you have the CPA here. Obviously, the book calls are, you know, tripling or increasing. What was the next step? So now, the number of booked calls was significantly higher. But then we encountered encountered another problem. People don't show up for the calls. So then we started a process of okay, now we got to improve the back end flow. So we obviously gave the client recommendations on how the thank you page needs to look like, what the email sequence needs to look like. And then we also launched a call campaign from our end, a campaign simply where we show a video on how they should prep for the call. And also we send them to see more testimonials just to get to know the brand more and you know, the offer and everything. So th- then we started working more on the back end as well. And also from our end, we tried to improve the CPA, the CPA even further. So as I said before, tweaking copy variations, headlines, creatives, everything. And then another thing that we did to really like have that 3,000 foot view is just look at all the numbers. And I'm talking about everything. So we did a six-month analysis on everything. So the number of link clicks, how much they spent, their conversion rate. So the conversion rate from link click to book the call, but then from book the call to actually a sales call where a person shows up, and then from a sales call to a new customer. So we really broke down the conversion rate on every single step. But then we also looked at their costs. So beside of besides the of the ad spend and the agency, there are other costs to run the business. So we came up with this spreadsheet that gives us that 3,000 foot view and that helps us to see their CAC, so how much it costs to them to acquire a customer. And then out of that, we draw back, okay, well, this is our C- this needs to be our CPA because they have all these other costs. And then another big thing that we noticed is that the show-up rate is significantly low, and that's what really messing up the conversion rates. So we started putting up different scenarios and we came up with more solutions on how to improve the show-up rate and what the, like I can share the numbers just from last month. So, <clears throat> excuse me, in June, their show-up rate was 30%. After they implemented a lot of changes, some stuff they come up with their own, so shout out for, uh, for them for that. Some of the stuff they implemented from our suggestions, they actually improved their show-up rate from 30% to 42%. Yeah. And the revenue almost doubled. At the same time, we were able to drop their CPA by $10, so they were able to generate more calls as well. So the efforts came from both sides. We worked on before the click, they worked on after the click, and it was a joint effort to improve the results. 
And now with this, so when we did the analysis and we saw that, okay, with a 32% uh, show up rate, you know, this is going to be your revenue. This is how many number of clients you're going to come, you're going to have. But then when we started putting the claim with the numbers and say, okay, what if we'll give 40% show up rate? Okay, then the revenue looks completely different. It's almost 300K in additional revenue. And then, okay, we're getting 4.6 CPC, which is really, really high, but as a side note, I don't care about the CPC if I'm meeting the end goal, if I'm meeting KPIs. But I ask myself, okay, if right now the average CPC is 4.65, what if I'll get a CPC that's just $1 less? So we did that, those calculations. And when we did the calculations, we've noticed that there's going to be an increase of 27% in the number of customers or new customers. And then their CPA according to the scenario, will drop by almost $30. And then obviously their revenue will go up by almost 200K. Their ROAS will go up as well. And their cost to acquire a customer will drop almost $1,000. So just by improving this one metric, the cost per click, you can we notice that we can achieve much better results. So we basically mapped out issues that we have before the click and issues that we have after the click. And don't get me wrong, the client is profitable and happy with the results, but we don't stop. We don't stop there. It's okay, what more can we improve? So we mapped out those two issues and then we have a plan of improving both of those areas. Hey guys, it's Kasim here. And... I'm so sorry to be the doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a bit of a wake-up call for you. We've been talking a lot about how the iOS thing has advertisers flying blind, sprinkling in the rising cost of ads and supply chain issues. I think we have a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. And the bad news is, a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. The good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out even stronger. That's why it's important to focus on the things that you can control. Tighten up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, and do more testing. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. So what I'm looking at here, we're screen sharing, going through all the numbers. It's like a simulator. It's like you affect one at like, what if we got, you know, 20% more booked calls? What would that look like? What would it look like? I got 20% more link clicks. What would happen if I, all these different scenarios, you're just looking at CPC here as cost per click. It's just a proxy for, all right, if you can reduce this, by a dollar, all of a sudden you've got $200,000 in revenue. Like that's incredible. Uh, and so you're getting really into like some really fine details. When we first went through this, the thing that immediately stuck out to me is like, they need people to show up on their calls, which you did, you know, you had a 30% show rate and you increased it to about 42%, which is a 33% increase thereabouts you know, 34, 35%, which is huge because you should put a video in front of them, what you should do to prep for your call. So there's all kinds of stuff that you can do, but if you can even improve that even more, all of a sudden that drops right down to the bottom line. I mean, if you go from their show rate of, of 30 some odd percent to 42%, that is significant. That is a significant impact 
on their overall revenue. Did you say that was an extra $300,000 in revenue? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. So just looking at all the different steps and breaking this down in a matrix, I don't know if you necessarily need to do it as detailed as we're talking about here, but every step, every little detail or data point matters. And if you're smart enough to be able to take that 30,000 foot view and look at it, this is how you can really change your business. Um, so the, the big glaring weakness is the book calls to sales calls. And it's, you know, it was 31%. But then you had another conversation with them. It's like, all right, there's going to be a certain percentage that when they fill out the application, they're not even going to qualify for a booked call. Then you made a suggestion there as well. What was that? Correct. So the issue was that so many people are booked, booking calls. And then also due to the volume, they also had to disqualify a lot of people because they were really wanted to focus on the ones that are top-notch, really high quality, like when it comes to their fit, really answer like all the questions in the application, like really people that they really, really, really want to work with. So they end up disqualifying a lot of people as well. So, But what ended up happening is they left a lot of money on the floor. You already spent money to get those people to book a call with you. They're already in your database. Why won't you sell them something? You've already so if paid you want for them. To, exactly. <laughs> right? So if you yeah. if you already want them to be, if they're not currently the best fit for your program, well, why don't you create an offer that will make them the best fit? Tremendous. That's so. When we before we hit record, we have uh, a. At tier 11, this is just a tier 11 example, but we have a high sort of, it's a bespoke agency product. And, but we would get tons of leads and maybe one out of 10 leads would qualify until we created a secondary program, which we call a cornerstone, which we're opening back up, by the way, I believe this week. Um, and we now got 30 or 40% of those leads to qualify for a different program that they obviously would have been a bad fit for our bespoke program, really, the, the core creative program that, that you and I both know. But now you've got like this slightly lower cost solution, and but it fills that gap. So now we can monetize more of the volume that's coming in the door. And then further to that, there was another 20% that we actually now refer out to partners who will take those smaller customers in a lot of cases, sort of based upon some circumstances. There's always going to be leads that you're going to gather, ladies and gentlemen, that just don't qualify for anything. That's fine. They're tire kickers or the competition or whatever it happens to be. But the point is, is you're looking at this and analyzing it and consulting and saying, here's what you might want to do. Like they might want to create a, you know, an entry level product. They might want to you know, partner with maybe somebody in the space that has a different product and then be an affiliate for them and get affiliate commissions. Like there's a lot of different things you can do here because you've already paid for the traffic, right? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's just having the presence of mind to, to look through all those sorts of things. And uh, this goes back to the affiliate marketing days. Like if they weren't buying my SIE with colon cleanse, I had a resveratrol and then I had a, you know, penny auctions. I would sell them on the back end. Of course. Oh why not? <laughs> I already paid for the traffic. <laughs> and that is true. Actually, that's one of the reasons why 
uh, I ended up uh, actually making some money in an affiliate game, which I know you did as well before you came over to here. But anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna form a group, uh, um, you know, Affiliates Anonymous, our own version of AA. <laughs> I think me and you are gonna be the founding members. So anything to to add here in uh, in conclusion on this amazing case study? This is one of the best ones I think we've ever done. So anything to add? Any words of wisdom from uh, the great Kobe Topaz? Oh, you flattered me. Uh, no, I would say think look at the big picture and be open for testing new ideas, even if they fail out. That's how you win this game. Yeah, a hundred percent. And having that that time like if you're in head down in the campaigns all day long take a few hours and just look at the thirty thousand foot view as much as possible do an analysis and a simple spreadsheet as well through your conversion rates we actually have resources we should probably you know send resources we'll probably have that maybe for the next time you come on what's working now but um that's really the key is to not always be in the business but to work on the business and get a little perspective and that way you're going to notice things and that's how businesses ultimately succeed. Because the same offer that you just run traffic to forever, it, it, it has a lifespan. Yeah, it is going to die. It's going to die eventually. Yeah. It's, it's not your agency's fault. It's because the offer has run its course. And that's why offer augmentation and consultation is just so important. And oftentimes it's, it's the result of just lots and lots of experience and seeing what works. So... Uh, this has been tremendous, Kobe. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. Uh, I think everyone is going to be looking forward to having you back on next month. Make sure that you subscribe and leave a rating wherever you're listening and go back and listen to previous episodes and all resources and show notes that we mentioned here uh, are over at perpetualtraffic.com. On behalf of Kobe Topaz, Head of performance at Tier 11. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic 